Should anyone care about the Subway Series? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode of Locked On Yankees is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Subway Series about to start here. We're going to chat with Ryan Finkelstein. Of course, before that, wanted to thank everybody. 2,900 subscribers. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining us here on a little Locked On Yankees a YouTube channel. We appreciate it. And of course, let's get to 3,000. Let's get to 3,000. Can can I say 3,000 by the end of June? I think that's a, a fair assessment. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah. I just need like 100 more people. Tell a friend. <laughs> if everybody tells a friend, that's like 2.9 thousand people. Uh, <laughs> hey, again, the Subway Series is about to start. Two games set Tuesday, Wednesday night. Ryan Finkelstein of Lockdown Mets is going to join us. You can catch that whole series, by the way, on SiriusXM. We're going to talk a little bit about some injuries, about that, some similarities, some differences, and, of course, the state of the rivalry, if you can even call it that. Take a listen. Kind of a locked on therapy session today, if you will. The Yankees and Mets are obviously not playing up to their potential. Ryan, the Mets feel like a mess, if if I do say so. What is going on with you guys? A uh, little bit of everything. It's just, it's one of those seasons, anyone who's been watching baseball long enough knows it, where your team just can't put it all together at once. Either you have the good hitting day with no pitching, the good starter, and then you get absolutely no offense. That's been the story of the season, particularly the rotation has been bad. And look, I, I think I can boil it down pretty simply. If the veterans, the Mets are paying a lot of money, don't play up to the standards that they're expecting. Obviously this team's going nowhere. And right now it, it's looking like it. So, uh, you know, there's still plenty of time, but it, it's, it's getting to that point where you're in junior. Like, okay, is this season ever going to get going the way you want it yeah. to? And I don't know. It's I definitely need to be put on the therapy catch. So, so thank you for that. <laughs> so, okay, here, here's the thing for me. Outside looking in, obviously, we're not covering the Mets every day like you are, but we're covering the Yankees over here. And without Aaron Judge in the Yankees lineup, the Yankees are completely different, just completely different. And I know it's hasn't been such the same for the Mets, but outside looking in, you guys were on a run. Pete Alonzo gets hurt, and it looks like you've been in a downward spiral since, right? A little bit. I think the difference between Judge and Alonzo is I, I think it's a lot easier to replace the first baseman. Uh, and the Mets are kind of in this spot where they have to figure out, you know, who else is going to be thriving for this team down the stretch. So in some ways it opens up opportunities for a guy like Mark Vientos, who's a prospect that's come up, hasn't got a lot of run for Mark Canna, who Tommy Pham was taking his playing time and left. So overall, like even though Alonzo losing him is massive, to me, it's still the same issues that were already there. Like until Lindor and McNeil look like they did last year, there's like, like with Judge, it's like your entire, the vortex of your team shifts entirely. Like it, it's, it, it, there's so much that he does for your, your baseball team where Alonzo, obviously you're missing the home runs, but you know, the, I feel like they can get by, but the, the, the bigger issue has been getting nothing from guys like Verlander that you expected a lot from. Stace, obviously, Judge, the 
has been the biggest story for us all season. I mean, two different trips on the IL, but I mean, it's also Anthony Rizzo, especially right now in his absence, just literally doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I said it on yesterday's show. I believe that he really should have gone on the IL after he hurt his neck because he's basically done nothing since he's hurt his neck. Um, they're just running him out there, hoping he starts to hit. And, you know, Boone's saying things like, oh, you know, I, I think I'm seeing it in uh, batting practice. He's going to turn it around soon. It's like, well, he needs to turn it around like in the next five minutes because the, he can't go on like this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what, 0 for 24 or something? Well, something he hasn't had a hit since Judge ran through the wall in L.A. So um, I don't know, maybe his feelings are hurt. Maybe he's upset that his best he's friend misses, is. Yeah, he he's missing his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't. I really don't know what to say about that. It's it's because I mean Rizzo has been so good this season too that it just makes no sense that it would be like straight off of a cliff. Yeah, I mean the neck is probably bothering him worse than he let on because how do you go from doing as well as he was doing? He was above three hundred. He was constantly on base to doing absolutely nothing the past week and a half yeah and then you can like it's as plain as it can be it's like that bookmark is right there <laughs> it's right when he got hurt at first base so uh ryan you had mentioned that the you you guys aren't getting like the the veteran production right and i think where the yankees differ in that regard is the yankees have veteran production they're just physically not there right we mentioned judge bader's not there stanton has been missing pretty much the whole season until recently josh donaldson has been gone pretty much the whole season until recently like it's bizarre how many injuries the yankees have had this season yeah yeah for sure i, I think you know it's funny you mentioned the neck thing because starling marta had a neck injury earlier this year and he did the same thing he like played through it why are these guys playing through neck injuries because I don't know, maybe you need your head and your neck to see a baseball. Hello? <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. It could be. It could be because there was a, a you know two, three week, maybe even a full month stretch where Marte looked like a shell of himself. And now he's kind of pulling himself out of it. But yeah, it, it's funny because the Mets, I think for the most part for their position players, have had pretty decent injury luck. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of guys cycling in and out. For them, it's the rotation. The rotation was ravaged early and you know, it's like they, they've gotten some of their guys back, but they're still waiting on, on uh, Jose Quintana. And then with Verlander and Scherzer, they just had such a weird season where it's – I think Scherzer is finally in a good rhythm. Um, but Verlander, I mean, he's, he's, you know, seven starts in and three of them have been bad. So we'll see. I, I imagine he turns it around. But old rosters get hurt. Yeah, go figure. Hey, you're talking to a Lakers fan. Uh, so I know all about that. Uh Stace, like, like, obviously, we're going to be talking about this series over the next couple of days here on Locked On Yankees. But, like, do you anticipate this kind of being a dud of a subway series, considering <laughs> there's no judge and no Alonzo? Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like the Red Sox Yankees series, where it's going to be. It, it, like that was just so boring to me this past weekend you know the winning team in all three games only scored three runs you know like the pitching was pretty good but like the offenses just didn't do anything there was nothing exciting about the games and I feel like yeah with those two out because you know those are usually the guys they show on the promos for the big subway mm -hmm. series games and they're not in and I feel like it could be a dud but then again you could have a case where someone like you know, Billy McKinney hits a home run or something like that. Like or robs one yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, you never know what's going to happen, but I don't know. Ryan, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about the two and two series now? Do you miss the three game weekend series where they were constantly on Fox and ESPN? Or are you 
I feel like it, it would be cool if they would do just like, you know what would actually be cool if they did one at each ballpark twice a year? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. M- mix it up. Just do something to make it a little more unique. Um, I don't know. It, to, the fact that you have, there's so much kind of built around it that there's an off day in each side of it that it's supposed to be this big spectacle. And look, maybe the pitching matchups give us that, but yeah, if it's, you know, Billy McKinney and, and Tommy Pham are the headliners, I guess this isn't as exciting of a Subway series as, of course, Alonzo and Judge. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Steve's been using it this season, and he loves it. So if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time also has flash deals and last-minute tickets. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and they even give you images of your seats so you know what you'll be seeing. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancel protection game time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds two taps in your set snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again that's locked on mlb for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed I kind of wanted to touch on this. Uh, Obviously I'm on the West coast. I've said that 10 trillion times, but so I don't get to see firsthand the Yankees Mets rivalry. What is it like right now? Ryan, let's start with you from your Mets perspective. Obviously over the last few years, the Mets have gone through a massive transformation. What do you see the fan bases kind of colliding like right now with, uh, with these two, with these two franchises? I felt like last year there was a little bit of steam in it because the teams were really good. And so it was like, I mean, there was a large stretch of the season where they had, you know, if not the best record in their respective leagues, I mean, one of the best records. So when you're looking at it that way and it's these teams that are you know, spiraling towards a hundred wins, it's like, all right, like there's, there's some momentum here. Who owns the city? If the Mets are a you know third, fourth place team and the Yankees have a couple teams ahead of them in the division, I mean, like a battle of third place teams. It's just, it's not the same thing. And as much as there's always like that baked in Yankees Mets rivalry, I've always been one, maybe it's because I don't live in New York where I still look at the the teams in the division as the ones that, that you're, you know, like, I don't hate the Yankees the way I hate the Braves. Right. I don't hate the Mets the way I hate the Red Sox. Yeah. Why, why, why why would I, I, you know, it's, they, they met the world series once. Other than that, they're really never going to play a game that's that significant until we get a second subway world series, which would be awesome. And last year, I think the reason why there was that kind of steam there is because we thought for a minute, Oh, this could be a year where it's possible. Well, yeah, last at one point last year, you had both LA teams and both New York teams in first place. And I think it was like may, but still everyone's like, wow, this is the first time this has happened in how long. And then, you know, things change, but it's true. Um, I pay more attention to the division rivals than the Mets. Like every, they try to build it up to this whole rivalry thing. And because I'm in New York, I see it, you know, the local newscasters or sportscasters will really try to make it dramatic and build it up. And the newspapers try to do that in sports radio. And it's just like, it's 27 years of this, 26 years of this now. And it's just, hmm, maybe we need a break. 
(laughs) to make it exciting again i feel like i feel like there needs to be like a four or five season break and then start doing the weekend series again and then make it like more exciting wow the old ross and rachel try and get them on a break here uh (laughs) also quick correction one la team and one orange county team just one i know you mean the whole la (laughs) i know i I know i know I have to. I have I to. It's, it's just in my DNA. Um, state of the franchises I wanted to get into as well. We, again, on Lockdown Yankees, talk about it constantly. We're always talking about our minor league system. I, I got a chance to see the Syracuse Mets on a good chunk of occasions last season. Uh, them and the Rail Riders played a whole bunch of times. Ryan, what is the state right now of Mets minor league baseball? Well, you know, I think we're seeing it make its way up to this big league team. Like you're going to see, if you want to talk about like a box office player for this series, Francisco Alvarez is about as fun of a rookie as you're going to watch right now. He loves to pimp his home runs, flex his muscles as he's riding on the bases. He's always got a big smile on his face. He looks every bit the 21 year old that he is. Uh, you know, there's, there's him, there's Brett Beatty, there's Mark Fantos in the big league roster, Ronnie Mauricio, another prospect who's been in Syracuse all year, who's got a lot of hype around him. So there's this wave of prospects that's just coming up. For me, what I'm excited to see is suddenly kind of out of thin air this season, a little bit last year, particularly this year, you've seen some guys like Mike Vassell, Dominic Hamill, Christian Scott, some of these pitching prospects that have been really kind of taking a leap. And I know the Mets have been pouring money to building what every team wants. You know, they have to call it pitching labs. That's what you want, right? Your team to be able to develop pitching. I don't know if the Mets can yet, but it certainly looks a lot better than it did two years ago. So what you have to hope if you're a Mets fan is the fact that Steve Cohen is pouring resources into development that those, you know, you know, dollars spent will pay dividends in the future. But to me, it's still too soon to say, oh, yeah, because they spent money, it's going to be fixed. I got to actually see one of these guys come up instead of Tyler McGill taking the ball every fifth day and giving up six runs. That's not going to show me much. Sure. Yeah, I feel like the Yankees are in a bit of a similar uh conundrum like they obviously have been able to churn out prospects uh but they've also sent those prospects out which really hurt them and are really hurting them this season all the trade deadline moves have really hurt the yankees this season um you know losing guys, guys like hayden wesneski and and losing uh ken wall to chuck you know losing all these prospects and now you're going oh well He's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt, and there's no one to come fill those voids. Uh, so it is really bizarre, and, and I think the Yankees have done a good job of developing pitching in their own right. They've definitely done that in the bullpen. That's for certain. Their bullpen is one of the best in baseball uh, on any given night, even without a bona fide closer. I know you have that pain as well. Uh, but it, it is interesting because I think Sam Breen has done a really good job uh, the new director of pitching, he was hired in the offseason of 19 into the 2020 season. So he really hasn't had a whole bunch of time to to get these guys going. And then they trade away the top guys. So, but I mean, the guys in double A right now are, are ridiculous. We've been talking about them all season long, so I won't bore you with the details. But yeah, it's 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 really magnificent uh, how they've been able to do that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to ask you, Ryan. I guess you kind of touched on it. Uh, thinking that this series might end up being a dud. But do you have any bold predictions or anticipations for this quick two-gamer in the middle of the week? Bold predictions on this series. Uh, Let's see here. One of Scherzer and Verlander will be good and one will be awful. 
<laughs> that's not bold. You're that's right, not, that's bold. not. I guess bold. the good side is might be bold. Yeah, Scherzer will be good. Verlander will be bad. I don't know. I don't have any bold predictions. I, to me, it'd be bold to say the Mets are going to sweep this series, but I have no faith in that. I mean, they're they they've been on a free fall. They've won. Uh, was it one of the last nine or something like that? So I, I don't know. I, this is a Mets team that you don't know what version you're going to get. So. Stace, is this going to be the worst Subway series in recent memory? <laughs> no, I can tell you which one is that. It was 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure Tom Seaver passed during that series. And yeah. like, Ahmed Rosario had a walk-off hit with a bunch of cardboard cutouts in, right. in the ballpark. It was so awkward and just, uh, yeah, imagine trying to build up the hype on a Subway series when no one's there. Yeah, that was yeah, that was re- that whole season was so weird. But yeah, I I I almost forgot about that. You reminded me of it because I'm 2020 is such a blur that I don't really remember much of what happened that year. So yeah, gosh, I oh yeah, I, I remember specifically <laughs> in that 2020 season again, West Coast guy. Whenever you go to Angel Stadium, still, and they play like you know whatever montages and things like that. In those hype videos is Mike Trout's 300th career home run, which he did in an empty ballpark. <laughs> and they have like the big, like the monitors, like 300. It's like, this is depressing. Actually. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh yeah. my gosh. And that was, by the way, that home run made him the franchise leader in home runs. Like, cool. <laughs> Great. A, a solo applause. shot against the Mariners on a, on July 15th in front of nobody. Great. This is exciting. Uh, yeah, 2020, man. Hot take. Weird year. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. my hot take. Um, hey, you know what? Why not? Someone's going to throw a no-no over these next two days. <laughs> wow. Well, it's not going to be either of the Yankee starters. <laughs> just because both teams are not hitting. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, someone's going to get no hit. Actually, yeah, no. I could actually see that. I could see one of the matchups like where uh, both pitchers have like a no-no going to like the fifth or the sixth because both offenses can't do anything. That could be a thing that we see. About- how about some ones? How about a combined no-no? A, oh, an actual no-no is too exciting. Yeah, that's Severino true. gives you four no-hit innings with like, like hundred walks, and then the bullpen closes it out. But the <laughs> yeah, Mets can't they score. Go, they go Holmes. They go Marinaccio. They go yeah. Wandy, yeah. and then Wandy goes an inning. Yeah, King closes it. <laughs> King closes it out, and it's like, wow, five pitcher combined no-no. That was great. <laughs> One to nothing on an yeah. air. If I if I just guess that, I'm a genius. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Two games set. Sevy Scherzer, Cole Verlander, Ryan saying Thanks for uh, hanging out with us today here on this Lockdown Crossover. Absolutely, guys. Want to thank Ryan Finkelstein again for joining us here on the Lockdown Crossover. Super fun to talk with Ryan. He's a great guy. And I like his, I always like his take. So he's a very well-spoken guy. And very even keeled for a Met fan. But then again, as he <laughs> said, he's not in New York. He's a Mets fan who lives in Florida. So he's, it's, it's different. There's a difference. So he's very, yeah, it's, it's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah. um, the Subway Series, of course, starts Tuesday night. That's tonight on SiriusXM. Download the SiriusXM app and you can get yourself a free trial. Of course, leave your questions in the comment section. We're doing something a little different, by the way, with those. Just reply to the pinned tweet. That way I don't have to search through everybody's uh, comments every day uh at the end of the week so if you want to get your questions answered by friday that's what you have to do now drop them in the reply to the pin tweet on this youtube video course coming up here in just a second hot cold and heating up pitching matchups for a brand new series 
Back here on Locked On Yankees, Stacy. We always do this whenever we get a brand new series. And okay, two games set. Is it a series? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess it's a series. But we got to go ahead and do this, Stacy. Hot, cold, and heating up. Who on the Yankees is hot? Domingo Herman. He's been the best starter for the past month and almost half now. At this point, I mean, you got to give it to him. It's so wild to say. <laughs> Really I can't is. believe I'm hearing these words coming out of your mouth right now. I really can't believe I'm saying them. It's truly bizarre, right? Like how good Domingo Herman has been. Obviously, Herman not pitching in this series. It's just, again serious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he. It's ever since the sticky stuff. Yeah. With the sticky stuff too. <laughs> That's true. He was doing really well with the sticky stuff, but since he got caught with the sticky stuff and sat those two games out, he's been doing really well. So. I guess he didn't need it. <laughs> Stacy, who's cold? Uh, Rizzo and DJ. DJ's been cold for a while. Yeah. I think that's three straight series you've picked him as cold. He's so cold. I mean, like Antarctica in winter, cold. Just Jeez. brutal. You know, dark and cold, too, because it's dark down there for six months. That's how cold DJ LeMayu is right now. Of course, we talked about it with Ryan, but Rizzo cold. It hurts to say it really does because, man, he was the lifeblood of this team. Does it hurt as bad as his neck apparently hurts? Because something's going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Gosh, a Rizzo IL stint? Well, oh, my gosh. Jake Bauer's back to playing first. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't I mean, put DJ there. <laughs> no. No. Oh, yeah, that's Oof. rough. That's grim. That's grim. That's not even, let's not even put that into the universe. That's too grim. Hey, we're going to hey, pull, that, pull that back. <laughs> pull it back. This is a fun one, Stace. Who's heating up? <laughs> Clark Schmidt. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, he is. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, his last few starts, he's not falling apart. He's not lasting as long as you would want him to, but we spoke about it with Ryan. You talked about how good the Yankees bullpen is and, you know, it's, if you can get Herman to pitch six, Cole to pitch six, and Schmidt to almost pitch six, it's okay for the bullpen. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. he's doing he's doing a lot better, and he's it's almost as if he's finally getting used to being a starter. Here we are, almost yeah, maybe. <laughs> if Rodon comes back here within the next three hundred and sixty-five days, <laughs> uh, Schmidt's still in the rotation. Hmm. I wonder if they go to a six-man just gonna go ahead and say that with like trying to give the extra day for Rodon that's possible they might do that that's or is it the Vasquez burrito out yeah this is ooh. okay that's interesting because it would be kind of rough for them to be like thanks <laughs> go to the bullpen See now ya. yeah <laughs> be the long man pitch every four days yeah yeah hmm I don't know I don't know. He'd obviously have to keep pitching well in order for them to consider. Right. I mean, the still the the vast majority of work, it's recency bias right now, but the vast majority of work this season for Clark Schmidt as a starter has just not been good. Right. Right. It is within the last few starts. Um, kind of like kind of kind like, of like your light. 
my light what is happening okay the light the the <laughs> tale of the light it's like the third character of our of our podcast you know i thought we were gonna make it the whole show without it changing nope. and and it ugh, unbelievable nope. that ghost <laughs> that ghost doesn't want it hey pitching matchups for the series stacy this is why you come over to the youtube side uh pitching matchups for the again series tuesday sevi versus scherzer mm. the battle of the s's as they'll yeah. call it for years to come <laughs> sevi's got to get it going right oh yeah, he th he needs this badly because if he has another bad start, if he has another start where these guys are just feasting on his fastball, it'll be great for the Mets who have been bad the past two weeks because they'll be excited that they could finally hit something. But for Seve, it'd be an absolute nightmare. So he really needs to get things going. Yeah, I think it's crucial, of course, for both of the Mets starters in this series, Scherzer and then Verlander on Wednesday. Like, I mean, they're they're everything. They're absolutely everything for this team. I right. Mean, it's it's crucial and so it'll be Furlander versus cole on wednesday last time we had the old battle of the garrets but now we have the battle of former astros teammates yeah <laughs> garrett cole how are you feeling about garrett cole lately he is clearly not as flashy as he was but he has been getting the job done recently yeah that's exactly it he's been getting the job done i mean he got his first loss this past weekend but it, he didn't pitch horribly. You know, it didn't help that the offense didn't do anything to support him, but it's getting to the point now where the Yankee starters have to hold the offenses, the opposing offenses to one run. Other, otherwise they won't win because the Yankees offense isn't doing anything. So, you know, Cole's also going to have to be on. I know Ryan was talking about the Mets having issues hitting and, you know, they lost what eight in a row before winning against the Pirates. So, you would think going into this, the Yankee pitchers will be feeling better about it. And Yankee fans will probably be pumping their chests, thinking that they're going to walk all over the mats. But it feels like one of those series that it could go either way. You calling this a must sweep? <sighs> yes, but only because of how bad they've been doing lately. You know, if yeah, it was like... how bad the Mets have been, obviously. Yeah, because if it was just, you know, last year they lost the... Um, they lost the city field portion both games and then they went back to yankee stadium and won both games it would be kind of funny if the opposite happened this time <laughs> where the yankees lose two at yankee stadium and then the mets lose two at city field that could be something funny we'll see well see i have a vendetta against city field just a quick aside i don't know if you knew this i don't, I don't know if i've I told know. you this i don't know if i've talked about this on the show no at the end of the rail rider season last year i drove from music to queens to go to a Mets game. Mm -hmm. I showed up. Rained out. Oh, no. And I still have a Ticketmaster credit <laughs> for a future Mets game. I am simply just 3,000 miles away. <laughs> I can't believe you drove from Moosick to Queens. We just don't even, to go to that, by the way. We don't even drive to Queens from where I live. We just drive to the Bronx, take the four train to the seven oh, train, I paid and head the out toll. to... Yeah. I paid the toll twice. I paid yeah. the toll I bought the ticket. I bought, I got the hotel. Oh, man. And then I was going to go to Baltimore the next day. I don't know if you guys remember the end of the season last year on the East Coast when everybody was getting rained out right before the season ended. Yeah. Guess who got rained out the next day before I went to Baltimore? And guess who went to Pittsburgh instead? Oh, man. That's a long drive. So I, yep, I drove from Queens to Pittsburgh. So I went right past Musick. 
again, right where I came from, instead of going down to Maryland and then starting my trek all the way back to California. Unbelievable. So I still have one ticket to a Mets game and one ticket to an Orioles game. <laughs> anyway, that's it for my gripe. And that's it for the show. You can catch the whole series on Sirius XM coming up on Wednesday's show. Of course, we're going to recap game one, tell you how Sevy and Scherzer went. So make sure you hit subscribe here on YouTube or on our audio side. And that's going to do it for today. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.